I was watching like this one TikTok of like older people, like in their mm-hmm. 60s, 70s. And it was like, what would you tell like yourself in the tw- in your 20s? I forgot to send this to you, but I'll just like paraphrase. But they were like, just go for it. Like, and a big kind of theme was like going out of your comfort zone, traveling and like mm-hmm. exploring was like the really big one because according to them, like she's like, I want to explore. I didn't do it in my 20s, but now like <laughs> I don't have... Yeah like the physical body to be able to do that because I'm older and like my joints hurt to like literally go out explore do what you need to do in your 20s because this is a time where you can right and this also reminds me of our conversation with Talia where she also talked about our 20s being like this time where we can explore where there's less responsibility so you literally just read it out word for word the habit is literally travel whenever you can All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Chai in Our 20s. My name's Pallavi. And my name is Sharon. And we are super excited to be back again, like always, feeling a little bit more energized and rejuvenated. At least I am, hopefully. You are as well, Pallavi. How are you feeling? Of course. We're rejuvenated after... A weekend. I mean, we got to see each other the other yeah. day, which was nice. Um, and I feel, I feel okay. Yeah, I think it was really important and really nice because probably kind of stressed the whole self care aspect. And you know, it was good. It was a good time. Um, some wholesome activities. <laughs> yeah, it was exciting. I feel like we did a lot. I I came down a little bit earlier and yeah. did a lot of walking and brunching before, but yeah. Um, it was it was a fun city girl moment. Absolutely. It was fun to meet up and everything. So, you know, I'm kind of just zenning off of that. I'm not gonna lie, I think the next day like I crashed and like slept the entire day because I think that was the most social I've been like <laughs> in forever again. So <laughs> it was like I was like it was All just right. it was several people, you know what I mean? I think yeah. it's just like I've been social like one on one a lot more lately, I feel like. Right, right. That was kind of like it wasn't a large group, but to me, like six people is a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I mean, which normally, typically think about it, like that was the norm for us, like, or for me, yeah. at least that was a hundred percent the norm, but I mean, here we are. So maybe that has something to do with them, um, you know, what we're going to be talking about today. Um, but before we get to that, Pallavi, what are you sipping on? Okay. I'm super pumped because it's not one of our usual drinks. It is a pretty basic drink. But it's not something that we have mentioned before. Um, so I went to Costco with my mother this past weekend. I don't know why I called her that. but I um, do that. <laughs> I don't, sometimes I'm like, when I'm talking to people, I'll say mother, but I never yeah. call her that. I know, I know. Um, but we went to Costco and I found um, like these iced passion like mixes from Starbucks. So Mm -hmm. I've seen like the chai ones before, like the chai latte ones. Right. Um, And I've tried it and I didn't really like it. I think it's too cardamom-y. Like there's just the spice part of it isn't for me. I know. Oh, I I love that part. That's my favorite part about it. Like are you talking about the Tazo chai latte? Yeah. Oh, I love it. I can't do it. That's fair. That's fair. But I got the Tazo iced passion mix (laughs) and I made half a cup of green tea with like green tea leaves and then half what I put in like the 
the thing from the garden. Right, right, <laughs> the right. Passion right. Tango the, mix. The, con- the concentration. Yeah, put some <laughs> ice in. Like, didn't add sugar because it doesn't have a lot of sugar in it. Like, I think half a cup only has like less than like four grams or something, which is like pretty decent. Mm. Um, I just that's what I'm drinking on. Drinking wow. on, sipping on. Wow. Like, I'm so tongue twisted today. I'm sorry if like words don't make sense today. Just bear with us. <laughs> No, that sounds delicious. Um, you know what I'm like kind of laughing at like is the fact that you're drinking more tea than I am right now. Like oh it's God. it's like the roles have reversed. Right. The roles really have reversed. I did have coffee today earlier. So like okay. don't no, I had coffee in the morning. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> I have there you know what? I did go like 3 days without drinking coffee. I feel like I'm a lot more casual mm. about my coffee drinking nice. behavior. Um and I feel fine going without it. And I think okay. The reason is I made green juice the mm-hmm. other day. That's something else I've been sipping on. Um, and I think that's replaced like my coffee need. Honestly, I feel so energized after drinking it. Yeah. And also I'm sleeping well. So wow. Could, lots of factors. You know what? We're actually loving this. We're loving like, all this. On theme. Yes. What are you sipping on? Okay. <laughs> so I actually finally did some grocery shopping today. Woo-hoo. And I stumbled You've been saying you'll do it for the past three days. <laughs> Why do you why do you call why do why do you why do you call me out on it? Why do you have because to call me? Out? It's the experience of a twenty something year old. Oh my god! So yeah, big facts. I've been telling her I'm gonna go grocery shopping the past three days, and today is the first day that I. You know what? I actually kind of broke it down. If I'm being honest, I did do a little bit yesterday, um, mm-hmm. but today was the second half of it. Um, so I stumbled upon salted caramel hot chocolate, and Ooh. I was like, "Am I about to get this?" And I did. Yes, and along yes, with are. that, I also got like, I guess we're talking about Starbucks. You know how they have like those coffee enhancers? Like you can get like the caramel macchiato. Oh, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like caught me one of those as well. Mm. And then I, oh yeah. And then like just regular like instant coffee as well. So what I did make was a little fusion of like all three. And then I also added a little bit of milk, obviously, into my drink. And she was giving. She was giving everything she needed to give. So I was quite happy with that drink. Wow. That sounds so good. Not us being baristas. Yeah. For no point. reason. For no reason. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy right now with that choice. But very interesting. I've been missing out. I didn't even know that was a thing. What was the thing? The whole salted caramel hot chocolate. Oh. It's yeah. like, it sounds elevated. It's like, you know, like I'm an adult now. I'm mm-hmm. like ready to live a life of comfort and <laughs> it's not that's your regular communicates to me. I've gotten it together oh my goodness I will take that I don't but I will take that I'm trying to actually there we go let me rephrase that um so for today you know what are we going to be talking about I think we should let everyone know yeah, so I know we've been talking a little bit about our our habits changing, um, and that's because we're going to be talking about habits in our 20s, and this is based off of an article that we found titled 40 Good Habits to Start in Your 20s. Um, I don't know how supported it is by like literature, both of us coming from a science background are kind of like, what? But a lot of the things on the list are things you hear continuously, like these aren't like groundbreaking truths that you don't know of. Uh, So we figured we'd, you know, select a few, scroll down the list, evaluate whether we 
are mm -hmm. following through with, with these right. habits or if we've started building them. Um, and also you as listeners, have you kind of follow along and do some self-reflection with yourself to see whether, um, you know, you are following some of these great habits to have in your mm -hmm. 20s. That's not to say that, you know, these great habits are necessary for your 20s um, and that you absolutely need them, but it is to say that these are good habits to have. So we can all be here and maybe vow to, uh, you know, work on building positive habits together. I'm so ready to get started on this because I know we're going to both be just checking ourselves this entire time. 100%. Um, all right. So I would like to kick it off and ask you, do you set a bedtime routine? Is that a habit that you've kind of, you know, oh. started to do in your 20s? I have a bad bedtime routine. Okay. Like, <laughs> um, so it entirely depends. Like, I think I there was a, like earlier on in the year, you know, like the new year, you're like, I'm going to do things better. Mm -hmm. I'm going to mm -hmm. be better than the old me. New um, year, who does? Yeah, go back to... <laughs> But I did start kind of um, reading and I did read that month. Uh, mm. I finished a book, haven't been able to do that since, but okay. I decided I would like read 20 minutes, wind down, not be on my phone and it was fine. But then I'm also the type of person who needs to like be scrolling through something or mm. watching something and I fall asleep to that. That, yeah. So um, that quickly changed by February where I also like didn't want to like think before I went to bed mm -hmm. and I don't want to like actively try to fall asleep. I'm just not one of those people who hits the, the pillow and falls asleep. So right. uh, I'm usually like watching something uh, or like scrolling through TikTok. Like I am trying to put my laptop away for sure. So I am trying to get away from the whole watching being the, the last screen. thing. Yeah. But that's my routine. Like I know mm -hmm. it's not the best, but it works for me. And like I've been sleeping well. So I don't know. I guess I have a routine. Yeah. Um, I guess for me, like, I definitely need to like shower before bed. So I typically do like all my like moisturizing, things like that um, right before bed. But yeah, sometimes I'm guilty of definitely scrolling and I tried to stop that. A um, couple times I did actually like try and journal at the end of the day, mm -hmm. uh, but have I been consistent with that? Absolutely not. I, like that's why I said couple being the keyword. Um, but one thing I do do typically is like, I'll actually like play like a sermon or something like that I know it sounds really bad but like I'll be awake for like the first like 15-20 minutes like you know hear some good words like it'll just be through like a podcast or something and then like I typically just like set that like um because I know Spotify has that timer so it's like that nighttime timer so I'll just set that nighttime timer for, for it to like automatically stop in 30 minutes so I just let it kind of like play for 30 minutes and like that's typically how I'll like kind of just goes off so yeah. instead of like me actually like actively watching something like right. I'll just have it playing um, and that seems to work for me. So that's, that's really kind of good. what I've started doing. But um, do you have a bedtime timer on your like on your phone? Like, yeah. So I do try to go to bed. Like I'm so regardless of what I'm doing, I'm in bed by ten. Like yeah, okay, without a doubt, I'm in bed by ten. But like a lot of the times, I'm finishing up emails. I'm like tying loose ends mm -hmm. and like I'll have something playing in the background, whether that's a podcast or right. like a video. Like sometimes I just watch like. I don't watch the videos. I listen to them. I don't know. I don't know if I'm the only one who does this, but mm -hmm. um, I'll have something playing in the background while I do like emails, like send reminders to people and like all of that fun stuff. But usually I would say that I, like I'm, I'm definitely actively trying to fall asleep by like 1130, 11, 1130. 
not bad, not bad at all. It's so funny that you said that because like sometimes my bedtime reminder, like on the help app actually is set for 1255. It's pretty bad. Mm. Uh, but like, I never actually hit it. Like also, you know how you said like some people like, you know, hit the pillow and they like fall asleep. Like I am that type of person too. If I'm oh, exhausted, for you. <laughs> it's just, it's just like, I'm just exhausted. Like if I'm just drained, I am going to crash. Like there is no doubt about it. All right. Second habit, um, plan your grocery list in advance. I live at home. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. Maybe that wasn't, that wasn't one for you. <laughs> Let me switch it up. Let me switch it up. Sometime, no, wait, no. Sometimes I do. No, we could talk about it. I want you to talk about it. Do you okay, plan? Okay. Like we just talked, funny enough, we talked about groceries at the start of this episode. What does that look like for you? I do. I do try. I do try to plan my, like what I need to get. Um, just because it helps you like going into the store, like with intentions of like what it is you're looking for. Otherwise you're just gonna be completely lost. Um, but then like today, like, you know, you might see a surprise like item and you're like, Ooh, this is intriguing. So like, obviously like it's there as a general list, but, um, I know like the one habit, like my parents always tell me is like, you know, like make that list ahead of time. Like, you know, sometimes like also knowing like, okay, obviously for me right now, like I don't go to multiple stores. I just have one grocery store that I typically go to, but obviously like when you have a family and stuff like that, you look at different stores where different sales are at. And like, that's probably how you prioritize what you need to go get from where. Um, am I doing that right now? No, it's more so like just ahead of time, me being like, all right, I'm low on this. I need to get this. And then like, just kind of right. making sure I do that. So um, that's pretty much how I go about it when it comes to. I feel like in undergrad, I would, um, I would just like shop when I would come home. Yeah. Like, you would get like any, let's say like rice or pasta or like any of these like long-term essential things I would literally just go into the pantry or the fridge and be like you're coming home with me which is a TikTok reference um Sharon for you (laughs) (laughs) um that's partly what I would do and then there would be like those Costco hauls Mm. where like you would get some things in bulk that like your parents can drop off when you're living on your own I I do get that yeah I do mind you like obviously there's a lot of like almost a certain privilege associated with that in terms of like having parents who A, have access to a Costco membership, B, have access to transportation to transport that. And C, like you have a relationship with your parents where they would do that for you. Yeah. Um, But I was fortunate enough to have that. Oh my goodness. Okay. So another habit that's listed here is stay informed on the news. Oh my God. Um, See, that's a tough one. Cause like there are times when I'm actively seeking news Right. But then there are other times where I'm actively <laughs> avoiding it. Mm-hmm. Um, like Twitter is, I think for me, Twitter helps me like learn a lot about what's going on. I think that's like my way of actively consuming. I don't do it on Instagram. I don't seek newspaper articles. A big thing happening right now is like the whole Supreme Court thing mm-hmm. in yeah. the state around abortion. Yeah. And I think it's just like depressing. You know, it's just like, wow, like we came so far and now we're almost taking a U-turn. It's a little but I, scary, but. But I also don't know like the legal proceedings, right? Like the argument is a legal one, right? It's not saying that, like, it's not necessarily an argument around the right itself, whether that's right or wrong. It's an argument around how it was obtained and what the outcome of that case was and whether or not it was obtained in a manner that it works with the law and so much about the law is due process versus like I think somewhere along the legal system the humanity gets lost 
Yeah, I agree. And I think like um, the part of it that I'm kind of educating myself on right now a little bit more though, is like how this is going to impact Canada and how this is going to impact our elections coming up. So I think that's another part where it's like when we're talking about the news where you kind of need to become a little bit more vigilant, a little bit more aware is like knowing with Ontario elections coming up, like, you know, Mm -hmm. where do you kind of align with it? For me, it's like a 1900s issue. Like, this (laughs) is not... Like, why is it coming up again? Definitely something that's something something that I'm gonna have to look up. But um, you know how you said for you, Twitter is kind of your go-to. I'd say for me, um, I'm not active on Twitter unless people send me things. Um, Twitter account? I did, and I had no idea what my password is. Like, oh my gosh, I was gonna say you don't follow me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've touched it since like high school. I yeah, I have no clue where it is. I'd say like even just like getting the notification from like Apple News, like uh, things like that. Um, definitely Instagram for me. Like I follow a lot of news outlets. You do? Like, yeah, I do follow a lot of like a lot of a lot. Actually, now that I think about it. Um, so that kind of takes up my feed overall. And also like <laughs> my parents, like I'd say like a lot of the stuff is actually like from them. Like, and I think that actually comes back a little bit because I know my dad would always like tell me this, like even when I was at a younger age, like, you know, you have to know what's going on in the world. Like it's really important. And um, he'd always tell me like, especially like so back home in the Kerala like where my uncle and grandparents are like the one thing that they always do is they always get the morning newspaper and like it's such a habit for them like you know the first thing that they do like you know after their morning routine is like going out to the front porch grabbing that newspaper and they'll sit out on that front porch and go through whatever is written so like half the time it's gonna sound so silly but like my cousins in India will text me about what's going on here before even I know so like what? that's that's how aware they are. Like it'll literally be like, oh, we heard that this is going on. Like, are you okay? And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, and then and then I'll like look it up and I'll be like, yes, okay. So, I mean, yeah, they're a day ahead. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. <laughs> but no, for yeah. yeah, like yeah, I think that's definitely a habit that's been like kind of like built into with them and our family. So like I mean like oftentimes it'll be like my dad kind of being like, oh. Did you hear about this? Did you know this? And then like, so I think sometimes like out of like a little bit of like my competitiveness coming out, like I'll make I sure that first. I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you know Did this? Did you know this? It's like, I've gotten to that point where I'm literally like, yeah, dad, I know. Like I, I'm not, you know, not aware. I feel like for us, sometimes news can be like a polarizing subject, like between me and my dad and I, where we'll just mm-hmm. like get into arguments over it. Right. Right. Um, And I think I think they come from like a good place, but I think in some of like the more, like, especially when we talk about like race or gender identities or politics, like I think it becomes kind of like a more polarizing conversation, at least in my home. Yeah. Um, And I do what I can to like educate my, do your parents watch Indian news? Mm, I think my dad, maybe sometimes, but yeah, it's not so much my mom, probably my dad for yeah. sure. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Sure. My dad sometimes does that. And I'm like, oh my God, they're always yelling at each other. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're right. <laughs> Everyone's oh talking God. over one another. They're oh, yelling. not a single. Oh my God. You're right. Like, I remember. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll hear it from the bedroom now that you say that. And I'll literally be like, not a single word was actually like, like, not a sentence was finished by any of the panelists. Like, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> like, it's just a mess. You're right. Like, when it comes to, like, those type of hot debates, yeah, it's kind of funny. I see why it's, like, entertaining, you know? I know that's, like, constantly running in the background. But, um, yeah, I think that's that's the update on, like, so basically, I mean, we're trying our best, but it is definitely an important habit to build, I guess, to make, you know, to stay. Sorry, what was the habit again? Um, Watching the news? 
just staying up to date with current news. Also, I think staying up to date with history, I think is really important in our 20s because so much of what's currently happening is so related to what happened in like history. So we just talked about like the Supreme Court thing. It's based off of a case that's over four decades, decades old, right? So like educating ourselves on history and like what the implications of that are is also so, so important. And for me, podcasts really helped me do that. Um, American Scandal is so, so good because like they talk about historical You're right. yeah. scandals, like not scandals, like they talk about Watergate. They talk about like hedge funds cheating the people and like how all of that created a system that we operate in today and like when it comes to like things like the prison system things like that Mm -hmm. like incarceration there's so much history behind that and you know the purpose behind it and like when you actually there was a great documentary on netflix it'll come later um but it was like one of those things where exactly what you said there's so much history there's so many laws there's so many things that we weren't aware Mm -hmm. of that it's still trickling down to this day and like that's why we are where we are and you're right like exactly kind of like in that same same battle pretty much almost but so we need to do what we can not only to keep up with current events but to really educate ourselves on the history Mm -hmm. and really like take an independent approach to it because like too often the history is written in a very biased manner depending Mm -hmm. on who the winner of a particular war or battle was yeah but I think as grown people we really have this lens and we potentially have like the intellectual capacity to actually look back at historical events and see them for maybe what they were yeah. and look at our systems today and recognize that the systems we see in place today are actually a result of things that happened like a hundred years ago. And it's easy to look at a system and be like, oh my gosh, this sucks, but it's a hundred years in the making. So it's going to be maybe in other 50, 60 years before we can dismantle it, unlearn and relearn and create better systems. So that's why I think we need to do both. Absolutely. Love that. That was great. I was actually genuinely like kind of nailed it there. That what? was cool. that was a now quotable moment. Like intellectual. That's all we're here for. I don't come here to show my intellectual side. Please. Let's go on to a lighter habit. Drinking enough water. Yeah. I'm going to have to say no on that. So I'm going to yeah take a <laughs> I drink a lot of water uh, like yeah. no doubt about it I need to I need to get back on that I used to I'm gonna say I'm definitely not drinking enough so um that one I'm definitely checking myself with hydrated Ooh. queens only <laughs> Ooh, this one what's the next one make frequent medical checkups oh my god uh I have not. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I don't like interacting with the healthcare system. Oh, no. Um, I'm just playing catch up, I think, after, like, I, literally after the pandemic and everything. And I'm just like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. I don't know why I keep procrastinating it. It's not like I have to, it's not a hard thing to do. But yeah, it is very important. I, I do agree. I think that's something, especially now, it kind of sets the tone. Yeah, my opinion's always been that the best healthcare system is one that you interact with the least because like, no, you know, like I had to go in this past Friday actually for blood tests. Mm -hmm. Let me tell y'all a little bit about the healthcare system. So my family doctor operates in a walk-in clinic. Okay. See, that's different. I don't know why you do that to yourself. I don't know. It's the family doctor I've had for a very long amount of time. Like 
since I was younger. Switch it like, up. Switch it up. Okay. Let me tell you this. Okay. I have so much to say. This is very important people. So the area in which my family doctor resides is like a, an immigrant population, mm-hmm. which okay. is where like we had initially settled West end of Toronto. And I see a clear difference in like the quality of care and the interactions that I have there versus the interactions I've had here in like a much smaller town that has mm-hmm. a much higher population of white people essentially like there's such a difference just in terms of the space itself the way the people are interacting in terms of the care you're able to receive so I do think there's a little bit of like that happening there Mm -hmm. um I'm obviously speculating but I went in to get my blood test done okay and then the nurse basically takes me in and then she like couldn't find my vein for like a very long period of time and then she found it and then the needle comes flying out as it's collecting my blood. And then she was like, oh, girly, I can't do this. <laughs> Go to the lab. And I was like, I haven't eaten all morning. It's like 11 a.m. And I haven't been she, she said, oh, girly. She actually said girly to me. And I, was like, <laughs> I love her for this, but still. Um, and I had like meetings and stuff. So I just like went to a Starbucks and had a coffee. So I was like, whatever, I'll just get it done later. And then I need to get my ankle scanned because like something's wrong with yeah. my ankle. Mm-hmm. I call like the people here in the small town that I'm from, right? Yeah. Two and a half months to get an appointment. Two and a half months to get an extra ultrasound of my foot. And I was like, okay, are there any other places I could go to? She's like, there are walk-ins in Toronto. And I was like, I don't have four hours to wait around. Um, and then she told Ma'am, me- other, like, come to Hamilton. There was another town nearby and then she was like, you could go there. And I okay. was like, okay. And then I got an appointment in like a week and a half because there was a cancellation, but I shouldn't have to freaking drive two hours to get like an angle scan. I know. I know. I mean, I guess that's the one part is like our number of clinics is a little bit on the downside, so, especially yeah. I guess, because I guess it also is like, it does have to do with the population of the city right like I think that is also a huge aspect to it like I know it's unfortunate I know it like but it also very much is like obviously you're gonna have more clinics in a more populated city versus fewer and I think that also comes down to like I was reading sorry backtracking to the whole um, abortion clinics here in Ontario I didn't realize that like 90% of I mean I guess of course this makes sense but it's exactly what we're talking about 90% of the abortion clinics are all in southern Ontario right they're like but there are obviously communities in further like Thunder Bay or whatever, like Northern part of Ontario um, that don't have access. So I guess like they would have to take a plane down and come here. Oh right? Like think about yeah. that. Like, I guess like if you're coming from, I'm just like randomly naming like Thunder Bay, for example, like you're going to have to take a plane and come down here um, to access that. So, yeah, I mean, I guess there's that, there's that part of like population, but I, I know that kind of also, if you think about it, like, logistically like there's obviously more meat to it like cost wise everything like you know like how many people within that population are actually accessing or in need of this clinic and I'm sure there's thought that's put into it but unfortunately when you are stuck in a position where it's like two months yeah I can I can't even imagine how even more northern communities cope like I don't even live that far north right like what am I like an hour and 15 minutes from Toronto and it's like even then you're seeing a disparity yeah, occur right. like even for blood tests for labs like if I look now three weeks minimum if I'm trying to go in with an appointment and I feel like that's too long and we could do a whole episode on the healthcare system Absolutely. but the reason I don't book appointments or interact with the healthcare system or do regular checkups is because of this like I spent four hours bouncing between like labs and 
like my physician and nothing got done four hours and uh, nothing got done oh my gosh so frustrating okay this turned I'm into gonna, our I'm, ranting episode I know I'm gonna be <laughs> honest I feel like okay I, maybe I'm on the luckier end of things because hearing you and then hearing what I'm doing is kind of like putting me into check because like for me like it took me two seconds like back in the no, back in the day like to get like a lab rack right like you'd have to typically or maybe this is because of like the pandemic and COVID like it's changed things up drastically which in, in a good way for me at least because like otherwise I would have typically had to go to my family doctor like ask them like hey can you like you know give me a lab rack blah 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 or they'll ask you more questions now it was more so like I just emailed them and they just sent it to me and it's like it was within the same day like it was so quick and they were like yeah go get it done and who hasn't gotten done yet? Like, it's me. <laughs> like, you know what I yeah. mean? So it's like, there's that side of things too where I realized I was like, oh no. Like, hearing your story and then hearing mine, I'm like, huh, okay. So it's like, no, I'm I on the other end and then I'm like, here I am. Like, I still haven't done it though. I like firmly believe that it's my family physician. Like, why don't you take appointments? Like, it's such a streamlined process to be able to do that. I recognize that like, there's a balance, right? Because if you do opt in to be a an appointment only family physicians, people are going to miss appointments and you're going to lose out on the business. Right. So like, I understand like from a business perspective, why she did but walk so in like, as well. Like her family clinic is in a walk-in space. Right. So even if you are her patient, like if she is your family doctor, you still have to wait as you would in a walk-in clinic. Oh yeah. Oh, I did yeah. not understand that concept at then, all. I think I think there's actually something. Wait, wrong I didn't even know we it. had that. What is this ethical? Is this legal? Am I just like operating and like am I like getting less than what I deserve? Actually, going to a walk-in clinic. You're not seeing. But she's my family physician. physician. I am seeing her. She. Is I know. My I got you. Physician. I got you. I got you. But realistically, in my head, the way that I'm seeing it, I know that's your family physician. But your I just think time is she's not walk-in. I've yeah I really don't think I think I should switch doctors but I also don't know how to make that process happen and also there are no family physicians available right, in right, where right. I live how did we get here like this I don't know this episode and now I'm like here. venting about the healthcare system all right back I will to the not habits. interact I will not interact <laughs> with the healthcare system in the future after this blood test and ankle scan happens I never want to be a patient again I don't think anyone ever does. I think that's that's the thing, right? The question of accessibility and everything. But at the end of the day, I think this brings us actually to my next habit, which is practice gratitude. And what I was oh going to spin in on that, out that happened. Yep, I'm going to spin this out on you because as much as we say that, I think we also have to take a step back and realize that we actually do have access to a lot of healthcare and especially as much as you know we're ranting about it we're also grateful that we do have access to it and the fact that we also don't have to go through insurance just to go get an ankle scan because I know that is also something a lot of other people have to go through um and so that prevents them from even booking that ankle scan appointment is because they're like why would I do that like I still have to do copay right like I might like at the end of the day I'm still gonna have to take money out of my own pocket just to go get my ankle scanned maybe time span might be a lot shorter but that also goes to show that you're potentially doing better financially right to say the least so do we practice gratitude policy in our 20s not today but <laughs> um i am just still upset about the healthcare system thing. <laughs> that's on like best healthcare system like is good public health so people don't have to interact with the actual healthcare system. But I am grateful for being able to get the work done 
that I hate too. Um, But like, you know, like I think, I think if you are somebody who's well off the healthcare system where you do have to pay and things get done faster, really works well for you. If you're not, it doesn't. So I guess like as people in the middle, you really just kind of roll with the punches. And I guess it's a good thing because like if it was urgent, like at least my ankle's not broken, you Mm -hmm. know, that would suck. I would probably get things done faster if it was broken, but like, I don't want a broken ankle. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) No, that's fair. Um, I was just going to say in terms of even just like general lifestyle, practicing gratitude, um, did something I have caught myself I didn't do it as much in my early 20s I did a lot more complaining in my early 20s or even just like teen years in general um I did a lot of complaining I'll be honest uh a lot of comparison a lot of complaining um practicing gratitude is something that I have actually consciously been working on it's like I'll catch myself like I'll, I'll say stuff and then I'll literally be like hold on <laughs> let's not like you know there there are worse things um not saying that I'm like putting aside my emotions but just so being a bit more thankful of what's already like kind of unfolding yeah do you think when you kind of say things like it could be worse that you're accepting the current status quo and it might not be like I actually don't like that phrase I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna like I'm gonna what's it called I'm gonna take you can say it I know I'm just like wondering in general like what if you do say that like oh it could be worse like are you then currently like, are you accepting the current state of things, even though you they are. might be like oppressive you, or bad? You are. Or, like, you, you are absolutely. I agree. You are, and that's why. I, that and that's why I was like, I even caught myself when I said that. I was like, I was like, mm, it's not my, it's not my favorite thing to say because you are accepting rather than being like this can be changed. So, um, I actually like I. You're right. I don't think I can fully kind of communicate what it is I'm trying to say with that one. But what I am saying is at least practicing gratitude for the things I am genuinely grateful for is what I am working on. (laughs) Yeah, I um, I I know I did complain a lot when I was younger. (laughs) I will be honest. Um, I have like a notebook that I had bought and I just like, is it a gratitude journal? No, I don't operate in the purview of people prompting me to write things. But I just like sometimes I thought I would do it every day. I just want to like record something for like, a lot of the days just to like record my state of mind. Um, and then each time that I do that, I always like end with, but you know what, like, this is good. Like, you know, I'm like happy about this mm-hmm. or I'm grateful for this. So no matter like how that day was good or bad, like I always end that off with the acknowledgement of something that I'm like happy with or for, and that's essentially like gratitude. Um, so it's kind of my way of doing this. I don't do it on a regular basis. It's like whenever, but like, it's something. I love that. I absolutely love that. I think it's actually funny because next one of the next habits was like journal, which we kind of covered. I think we both said that we have started building that habit of journaling. Um, how about, you know, the habit of practicing a hobby? Life tip, find a hobby that makes you feel like a little kid again. Then make it a habit in your 20s. Hobby. You made it sound... Um... I meant to say you made it sound hobby. <laughs> you made it sound like something I don't want to do. I think the moment that you like make like a hobby something that you have to do. I think because I think that's what no they said. I, I think they said like making it like finding something that makes you feel like a little kid again. Because to be honest, actually, I so I have a friend. Um, she started crocheting and knitting and is making stunning. Like I'm like I literally wow. would buy her stuff. Like and I told her I was like yo like why don't you like you know put your stuff out there on etsy and whatever and she literally was like sharon 
no, I can't do that. Because the moment I do that, it turns into like taking away from my joy and happiness and it becomes like a stressful business kind of thing. And she's yeah. like, she's like, no, nah, like this is something I'm keeping it like as a hobby. Like this is something that brings me joy. And just hearing that made me realize like, you know what? Like you don't always have to monetize everything. You don't always have to exactly. like constantly be like, oh, let me like turn this into like a business or let me like, you know, try and do this. So again, like, I think it just, it was one of those things where she was like, no, like genuinely, this just makes me happy. So I'm like, oh, you know what? That's really sweet. I kind of love that for you. Like, what? Um, What's a hobby you have? Oh my Do God. you have a hobby? I used to. Um, art used to be my, like, go-to hobby. Um, so, like, just, like, sketching and, like, We have an artist in our... No. <laughs> As, but, like, that's, like, that's the thing. Like, I haven't done that in ages. Like, actually, like, sat down and, like, you know, like, sketched something. Um, but yeah. I have started, like, just doing, like, little... My friend got me, like, can get she let me like borrow her like coloring um adult coloring notebook so i started okay. doing that so that, that's kind of really nice actually it's super therapeutic um so could that be a hobby maybe it yeah, makes me feel it does it, it makes me yeah it makes me feel like a kid yeah how about you oh god um this is so hard i like being active mm-hmm. like i love hiking actually Ooh, that's a great one actually hiking yeah. is a hobby but it's like a short-lived hobby right because like the weather and stuff mm-hmm. um also walking is my hobby as you know from our downtown yes. adventures where I was like I'm that friend who will be like we'll walk there it could be like the other side of the country me too and, and like let's go it, we're walking and I think I think I think that's why there's only like one of us in each in like each one of our friend groups like I think <laughs> that's you and your friend group and that's me and mine and like I will always get shade for it like they will literally um, be like sharing. always I'm always being yep. attacked same. my walking choices same, same, but same. that leads me to kind of like an other hobby which is not hobby but like a habit which is being active I think mm-hmm. it's so important to establish as a physical activity researcher I feel like I'm qualified to say this absolutely that it's so important to be active and maintain activity into your 20s so we actually see a drop-off in physical activity between people graduating high school and then entering like their um, post grad mm-hmm. life. It could be working, it could be pursuing higher education. And we see a drop off in activity and turns out that people actually stick to that drop off, that trajectory of decline mm-hmm. um, throughout the rest of their life, right? But what starts to happen in our forties and fifties is loss of muscle mass and bone density, which is going to then like be perpetuated by you not being active. So I think it's so important to establish some level of activity and it could be as simple as walking. Like it doesn't need to be anything Walking expensive. does so much for you it's actually crazy like speed walk you know like those like like i don't know you can't yeah, see like speed me walk but athletes yeah no they yeah actually. they like speed walk and they like their hips go side to side and their hands are going up and down and i'm like doing this motion so just imagine it in your head um so important literally just like being active and having a routine i think works for some people but not for other people i personally classify myself as a fluctuator where yeah. I'll be like really into something for a couple of months. Then I'll be really into something else for a couple of months. So for the summer, I get into like jogging a little bit and hiking. Yeah. Um, I like I get to into be outdoors. Gym. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. If I can, if I can like, walk somewhere, I will do it. Yeah. Be active people. That's a good hobby to have. And like find your way of doing it. It could be like an at-home yoga or like going mm-hmm. to a class because you like doing it in a group setting. It could be getting a trainer if you can afford one. Um, I know I can't, so I have to like just learn myself. Yeah. Um, but like find your way to do it and not for the reason of like losing weight or looking a certain way, but literally because a, it's good for you. 
it releases um, good endorphins. Like your actual body physically. chemistry changes when you are doing things like that. So, and there's a strong association between mental health and physical activity. So. Absolutely. Yeah. You're very right. Absolutely agree. Like I know when I need to go on my walks, I'm like, yep, it's time. Um, I think that also was like, you, we hit like several of those habits because those were definitely part of it. I was watching like this one TikTok of like older people, like in their mm-hmm. 60s, 70s. And it was like, what would you tell like yourself in the tw- in your 20s? I forgot to send this to you, but I'll just like paraphrase. But they were like, just go for it. Like, and a big kind of theme was like going out of your comfort zone, traveling and like mm-hmm. exploring was like the really big one because according to them, like, she's like, I want to explore. I didn't do it in my twenties, but now like, I don't have yeah. like the physical body to be able to do that because I'm older and like my joints hurt. So like literally go out, explore, do what you need to do in your twenties, because this is a time where you can, right. And this also reminds me of our conversation with Talia, where she also talked about our twenties being like this time where we can literally, explore, where there's less responsibility. So you literally just read it out word for word. The habit is literally travel whenever you can. How about this one? Keep an organized workspace. (laughs) For those who couldn't see our faces. Um, (laughs) There was a lot of the day. Like, yeah, I try. Yeah, my notes everywhere. I'm not going to lie. But it's like I'm an I'm I'm an organized. What's that word? You're like organized. Yes. It's like, I know like I literally know where I've written everything in my notebook. Like I know if anyone were to come and like read through my stuff, they'd be like, what is this? But it's like, I know exactly what page I know what date. I'll be like, I know where we go. So it's like, at the end of the day, you have a system. That's all that matters. And it works. So I think that's fair. I think that's fair. So, you know what, that's what we're going to say about our organized (laughs) workspace. Um, be vulnerable in your twenties. I don't know what that means. Like, so it's everybody's always like, be vulnerable. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? I think you are actually, if I think about it, because it just means that you're like, you're not putting up a fake front in the sense of like trying to constantly just like, you know, meet that society standard or like, you're okay to be like, hey, I'm not doing okay. Or, hey, this is actually how I went about doing something. Or, hey, this is my story. Like, you know, it's like, I didn't just jump from point A to B. There were a lot of hurdles that were along the way. A lot of people just say that I jumped A to B and are too scared to talk about their hurdles because they don't want to be seen a certain way. They don't want to be seen as weak. I think sometimes people associate being vulnerable as being weak. And I don't see it that way personally, but some people do. Um, But I think being vulnerable essentially just opens up you being your authentic true self, you know, because you're just being real. And I think I'm definitely quoting Tali in that moment there. (laughs) Um, But yeah so with the last one i'm gonna ask you though is in your 20s are you loving yourself yeah i'm my favorite person and with that i think that's a great way to end this episode (laughs) on habits in our 20s because i hope everyone answers that question the exact same way that paula b did um yeah so if you guys are building habits these are just some habits to kind of think about, reflect about, you know, see where you stand with them. Um, and then hopefully maybe either work towards it or not. Um, again, these are just some general habits that we found and thought they were kind of cool to run through. So we hope that you are taking breaks and we hope that we were part of your break potentially, or your gym break. Um, shout out to the people who listen to us while working out, kill your workout. Um, with that being said, Please continue sharing our podcast with your friends, uh, rate, review, follow along, and we will see you next time. Keep 
sipping that chai and we are here to spill some tea next time as well bye